Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Scottish Sun Football Podcast. My name is Andy Devon. I'm joining my colleagues Robert Grieve and Gareth Law and also Ollie Back from Hills Bookmakers. We are going to look forward, obviously, to the weekend action. But first, Robert, we want to take a quick look back to Wednesday night. Uh, Tuesday night, I beg your pardon, in, in Germany. You were yeah, there. Yeah, right, Andy, come on. Munching glad back. Yes, I apologise. Too early for me. A great point for Celtic in the end. It was, given the score of the equaliser, what, with 50 minutes to go, a penalty, obviously, but a well-worked uh, opportunity to get the penalty. I thought Borussia Munching glad back, to a certain extent, uh, Andy were there for the taking. I wasn't at the first game, I was on holiday, but by all accounts they played Celtic off the park, uh, at Celtic Park, but in Germany I wasn't overly impressed by them and I thought they were pretty much there for the taking, but at the same time you will think a Celtic team with a away record in Europe down the years recently, for them to go there and get a point from a, a top Bundesliga team, I think it speaks volumes for them. You know, the pleasing aspect for Brendan Rodgers, Robert, must be, if you look, the lessons were learned in the new camp following the 7 nothing defeat, and lessons, as you say, I was up mentioning going back, you were on holiday, I had to fill in for you, and they were, they were played off the park, but they obviously adapted, took that on board, and put on a much better performance in Germany. Yeah, but I think most people, say, at the game on the night, as I say, were, were maybe a little bit, not disappointed, that's not the right word, because they were delighted about it, but it didn't seem to be the same team, they, they kind of backed off Celtic, people were talking about the fans as well, in Germany, how they weren't quite at it either, you know, people were expecting a, a huge atmosphere in the game, and it wasn't, it didn't kind of turn out that way, but yeah, Celtic did learn lessons, they think they got a tactic spot on. You look at that Celtic defence as well, Andy. It wasn't mm. a defence that played together before. You know, they had real injury problems. Jozo Zemirovic missing the game, left out, left at home. As he kind of eases his way back into full fitness. So the kind of Celtic defence was on try. Cole Turi also mi- missing. Mikulisic played centre-half. Eric Svitschenko beside him. And, and Christian Gambo on the right. Emilio Izaguirre on the left. It was a back four that you will not see again almost mm. in European games if, if these guys come back. So... I thought it was a big test for Celtic to cope with it, but as I say, as I say from what I'm saying at the start, Andy, I thought I wasn't overly impressed with Mission mm. Gladbach. I thought Celtic could have won the game. I mean, you look at the late chance that they had with Callum McGregor; they mm. should have won the game. Will they do that? Missed chance at the end, Gareth. In terms of qualifying, yeah, I think so. I think they've got too much to do now to, to get back. As Robert touched on there, I was going to say. I mean, it, it's strange that, that in theory Celtic were Celtic were weaker in that game. Um, in terms of the, the personnel they had. Munching Gladbach was stronger yeah, yeah. Uh, on paper compared to the injuries they had in, in Glasgow. But I just think I think that defeat in Glasgow mm. could end up could end up costing them. I think it's just it's, I mean they've got two mm. two massive games to follow now. They're gonna be well William will probably give us possibly the odds, say, you know, the odds against Barcelona Yeah, and it's pretty much exactly what you were saying. Um, I had a, had a wee look this morning. Celtic are 9-1 to one to finish third. Um, they're not even quoted in the betting to, to actually win the group, obviously. <laughs> they qualify for the, for, the, for the last 16. But just to finish third, which I think is probably where the two teams are going mm. for, it's 10-1 on. Borussia mentioned Gladbach. Mm. Celtic 9-1. to one. So, yeah, pretty much giving no hope. Having a look at the actual odds for the Barcelona game, Celtic are 12-1 to one at Celtic Park. Jeez. To beat Barcelona, mm. nine to one the draw. Barcelona three to ten. But you know, you look at that twelve to one. 
it seems mm. massive for yeah. Celtic, even against Barcelona. Yeah. Mm. It does as well when you think about it before that game the other night, and you look at how Borussia mentioned Gladbach playing Glasgow, and you, and you look at how Barcelona had performed, especially against Celtic. I mean, the, it's changed overnight in a lot mm. of ways, Andy. If you think about it, that Barcelona go to, to Man City, get turned over there, mm. Celtic get a, a decent result or a very good result in Germany, and suddenly people are looking at this Barcelona Celtic game next and thinking, do you know what? If they can get a result there. It suddenly flips well, it, you know. It's given them hope because at one point on a Tuesday night they were out, they were yeah. out of Europe, they were out of Champions yeah. League, etc. They've still got a shot at the Champions League. Realistically, the Europa League, you know, yeah, beyond Christmas is the target. John Hartson, your good friend Robert, is in the paper this morning and his son this morning saying he thinks Celtic have got a better chance of beating Barcelona than they do Man City. Barcelona coming to Celtic Park, Celtic having to go down to the Etihad. Is that is that fair? Well, I don't know who wrote John's stuff this morning. So <laughs> I wouldn't even be telling him say that. No, listen, I don't think. I, I think. Barcelona are the best, best mm. team, best club team in the is world. Is that not a crazy price, twelve to one? I think it is a crazy price, but at the same time, it's asking a lot for Celtic to get anything off Barcelona. Yeah. Let's not get ourselves here. It's Barcelona. That front three would destroy any team. I think twelve to one is a tempting price because you think of down the years the Celtic fans could easily lift the, the, the team, and, and who knows they could get a result. But I think it's still asking a lot. You look at the last two games; it's two mouth-watering games. Mm. Home to Barcelona, away to Man City. Those are the games you want to see your top Scottish teams playing it. And having done, sorry, Gareth, having done the guts of this, I mean, Gareth saying he doesn't think, you know, that McGregor's must might have, have done for Celtic in terms of Europe. Do you think 91? Well, is that right? For, 91 for, to finish third. Is that Again, a good I think that's not a tempting price, yeah. to be honest with I think they're in with a shout. I'm not saying they will do it. I think it's going to be very difficult for Celtic, but I think that's a, that's a very tempting price. Mm. I'm not a huge gambler, as you know, Andy, but I might stick a couple of pounds in that. Gareth, aside um, for that last comment. Yeah, I, I think we can, uh, we can quickly move on from that yeah, one. Um, yeah. no, I was, what I was going to say was, I mean, even if they don't make it through post-Christmas, mm. Brendan Rodgers said he wanted his team to play with personality the other night. Mm. He, he spoke about that after the game. And I think, clearly, it was a point, point on the road. When Celtic have gone away in Europe, they've not got a great record. Mm. But I think they can come back with belief. And, and again, it's another building block in the Brendan Rodgers revolution. Yeah, And, and from, from a Celtic fan's point of view, Robert, Getting to the Champions League group stages this season was all important because of you know what had gone on in the last three years. They did that. Some people said it was a group of death, but you know as you say, you've got a mouth-watering game against Barcelona still to come. Being in the new camp, Celtic obviously going to the Etihad as well. I mean, surely these are the games that yeah. the supporters want and the players want to be involved in. Bruce, you mentioned Gladbach handed out night. What a stadium! Terrific. You're sitting there, fantastic. You know, you're sitting there watching that going to the new camp. And these teams are coming to Glasgow. It's absolutely what we want to see our teams. It was interesting, Brendan Rodgers, pre-game the other day, talking about how he's wanting to turn Celtic into a team that gets into the last 16 on a regular basis. Mm. He doesn't just want to qualify. He doesn't want to just get into mm. the group stages. For him, that's not enough. And I think that's fantastic. We want our teams to be doing well and getting there, but we also want them to compete. And that's what they did in Germany. As I say, I think they could easily have won that game. They could easily come back with the three points. And when you think about it as well, I think a point to Celtic the other Andy was worth about 400,000 yeah. euros. Yeah. That's phenomenal money, you know, mm. to go into Europe, get a point, mm. and you think of the money that's adding up, you're touching £30 million mm. from this tournament already for Celtic. Absolutely tremendous. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottishsun.co.uk slash sport. We'll obviously look ahead to the SPFL fixtures, starting obviously with Friday night's game between Partick Thistle and Aberdeen. First of all, though, gentlemen, I would like to touch on Scotland, England. Obviously, we'll get into that in, in more greater detail next week. However, Gordon Strachan named his 25-man squad yesterday, Gareth. No real surprises other than Scott Brown back in the fold. What's your take on it? There's some people saying, you know, Gordon Strachan was unclear whether he's back for good. Yeah. 
obviously Gordon Strachan's own position is still unclear. Are you happy to see Scott Brown back in the fold um, as a Welshman? <laughs> I'm, I'm the neutral voice here. Yeah. Happy to see him back in terms of the quality he brings, but if he is, is only back for one game, I don't think that is the right mm. option. There's guys in that squad who, you know, you can't pick and choose your games for your country. I, I think that's wrong. If he's just going to be back now, that might be dictated by whether Gordon Strachan is still the manager mm. after the England game. But I, I just think, as I say, you can't pick and choose your, your, your games. And there's guys who will be sitting in the stand who aren't in that squad. Who have been available uh, who for have been available, who have been available for Slovakia. Who have travelled. Who, who cares, Gareth? Who cares? And with the best will in the world, you're Welsh, so your opinion on this doesn't really matter. But <laughs> who, who cares? Because. Sir, can you have an opinion? You, you're allowed your opinion, but when it comes to Scotland, not really. <laughs> Listen, Scotland need a result against England and, and, and Wembley. We need a result, we need a performance. And if you're telling me there's better players out there right now, I'm not, I'm not saying for, that. Well, we're not looking at the bigger picture right now. We need a result at Wembley. We need our best it's players. It's desperation. Is that we what you're saying? It's desperation. Well, that's your word. We need a result and a performance <laughs> at Wembley. And we need our best players at Wembley. And if it's a 90 minutes for Scott Brown, if it's 90 minutes for Scott Brown, be quiet, Gareth, then we'll take that. But how, how does this? I agree with Gareth to an extent, Robert, because it grates with me that you know you're unavailable for Lithuania. Gordon Strachan's quote yesterday, that was his press conference, was Scott Brown is a man that you can turn to in a time of crisis. Yeah. Lithuania losing one 0 was a time of crisis. There was no no Scott Brown to turn to. Lo- losing three nothing in Slovakia was obviously another time of crisis, and there was no Scott Brown to turn to. You must understand the reaction of some supporters who say he's just wanting back because it's England at Wembley. If the result doesn't go for well, us, Scott Brown might not be there. I think that will be the case if the result doesn't go against us, then Scott Brown will no longer be there, and I don't think Gordon Strachan will be there either. However, I don't think that's the reason why Scott Brown is doing this. I don't think he's looking at this from a selfish point of view and thinking I want to play at Wembley. I think he's looking at this from a point of view that his manager, or Gordon Strachan, a man who he looks up to, trusts and admires, is in a bit of stick at the minute. And he's in a position where he needs all the help he can get. Robert Snodgrass, I know, is in the squad. He must be a serious doubt. Mm-hmm. He's others who are off form. Scott Brown is someone he can trust, he feels he can trust. So, for me, the two of them have got together and decided, yeah, let's do this. Now, it might be for one game. It might be for one game. But if you're telling me that Scotland go and get a result at Wembley and then Scott Brown's going to wrap it again, I don't think that'll be the case. I think he'll be there. If Scotland lose at Wembley, you think Scott Brown will If Scotland lose at Wembley, all bets are off because mm. we'll be looking for a new manager, almost mm. certainly. I think Gordon Strachan could very easily take the decision, right, this isn't working, and he goes. And if he goes, then Scott Brown will, will go with mm. him. I think Scott Brown made his decision. You're talking about he wasn't there for Slovenia, uh, or sorry, Slovakia, and he wasn't there for Lithuania. I think Scott Brown made his decision with the best intentions, he, he, he looked at it, he needed, his body at Celtic has been through the mill in recent years and he was probably looking at the Scotland situation and with a cut off with the, the qualifiers starting thinking this is the time to do it, it's a clean break, now it hasn't happened for Scotland since then, so I think he's looked at it from a point of view where striking and the team need help, now you can look at it and say there's guys going to be sitting in the stand who otherwise would be playing, who cares, I could not care less if that means that Scotland get a result at Wembley. There is no room for sentiment, Gareth. Can I and ask you two questions, Robert? Can you can ask, ask me two questions? questions, but there is no room for sentiment in this. And right now, Scott Brown is one of the best Scotland players available, so let's get him on the team. The first question would be, is Scott Brown good enough to make a difference? He's good. He's the best player yes, out there I don't think he's good enough to, to, to beat England on his own. He's not good enough to lift oh, that team up to the quality saying, that Nobody's saying that Gareth is going to be good enough to beat England on his own. Nobody's saying that by any stretch of the no, no, to improve but the team. Of I course mean, he improves the team. Yes, but not to the, not to the levels that will beat England. 
Yeah, I think I, I think Scotland. I, have think, a, I think Scotland have a chance of beating England, really? and I think we've a better chance of beating England. And Willie Black will tell us George on that in a second. I think we've a better chance of beating England with Scott Brown in the team and anyone, Gareth, you included, you especially, who thinks otherwise is talking through here in your head. Can I, can, can I ask you one other question? Then uh, I know you kind of count yourself as a team player. So if you were down to do uh, a lot of games, cover a lot of games as a reporter, and then the big game, the big game of the campaign comes along. And somebody else is given that game. It's happened so, to me, guys. Some, somebody who, and I, I saw the way you reacted, actually, Robert. Yeah, I'm, I'm listen. I'm not saying for a second that anyone who's who misses out in, in England at Wembley is going to be delighted about it. Absolutely not. That should be good for good. Right, harmony, gentlemen, right? gentlemen, I shouldn't be listen. delighted about it. And I tell you what, Andy, before you go, when Chris Boyd decided to step down for Scotland, I said I, I, I said at the time, and I said it to Chris Boyd, I didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't be able to pick and choose. I, I get so you're that. Changing your team no, here. no, I get that. But in this in this game. For this game, Scotland need all the help we can get. We are not a very good team at the minute. And Scott Brown, Andy, as you will agree, I'm sure, is one of our best players. Yeah, I do. I do agree with you, Robert. I have a problem with picking and choosing your games for your country. I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that should be done. I think it would be a, it would be a bigger issue. It would be a, a bigger um, indictment to Scott Brown if he was to look at this situation and say he wasn't wanting to play. Yeah, but the difference. I think is, that would be worse than Scott Brown. If he had a manager who he knew wanted him, a manager who respected him and looked up if he in that situation he knew that, Scott, that Gordon Strachan wanted him back in the Scotland team and he didn't answer this call I think that would be a, a worse so why a worse not, in the Scotland why not commit himself for more than one game who's to say he hasn't well why not come out and say it then what's the secret well, well that, that'll all come out in the wash after Wembley uh, it's a game we all know we have to but win Andy, we before have to else, don't ask Gareth Law about Scotland issues ever again ok ok well, hey, could we get the gentlemen keep it civil, please? <laughs> could we please, Willie, have some odds for Scotland heading down to the yeah, old enemy? Yeah, hearing he's talk about kind of like team harmony and stuff like that. The worst thing for team harmony, harmony's getting beaten down at Wembley yeah. Friday. Um, so, yeah, Scotland are, are you know really big odds for Scotland to win. Not fancy. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 17 to 2, so Oof. eight and a half times your money. Yep. 72 the draw, England 4 to 11. Oof. Scotland, we've, we've dropped to 4th in the betting just to qualify. So 71 to qualify, yeah, 1 to 20 not to qualify. So I think uh, for me, I'll take Scott Brown and anybody else that wants to do it. Well, I think I'll have a 2 0 Scotland victory with Scott Brown for the first goal. Okay, right, we'll, 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 we'll have a chat about that we'll, next we'll, week's we'll, podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll look at that again in, in more greater detail next week. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Moving on, if we can, gentlemen, to 
the list of weekend fixtures. Well, he's got all the odds coming up for you. It's the last game of the weekend, Ross County against Rangers, but I'd like to go there first of all, primarily, Robert, with the situation surrounding Joey Barton and the ongoing saga that we have here. He's back at Murray Park this morning. He's in training with the kids, the under-20 team. He'll train with them, eat with them, and then obviously absolutely no contact with the first team. Are you surprised to see him back at Murray Park at all, or Ockenhowie at all, or are Rangers right to do so? I'm not surprised to see him back to, to, to the point where Andy, that, that thing that had to happen, I think Rangers reached a stage where they, hadn't, they couldn't get him out the door, so they, they were going to have to allow him back. Now they're clearly allowing him back through the back door and in with the, the kids team. For me this whole thing's a mess, Rangers need to sort it out. You can't tell me Joey Barton coming in and out of Murray Park or in the minute and training with the kids is good for anyone. I know there's an argument to say that it's got, it could benefit the kids to see a player like Joey Barton, mm. who's still a talented player, uh, still a quality player for me, that's going to benefit these kids. No, it's a circus now. Rangers need to, if they can, solve this or resolve this. But at the minute, that doesn't look likely. For me, he'll, he'll go in January then. I think there's no doubt he'll go in January. Almost, I would not be surprised if he returns to Burnley, Sean Dice's Burnley, but the whole thing's a mess. It's been a mess almost since day one, since Joey Barton came into the club. He's had too much to say for himself behind the scenes. And do you know what? In all of this, Mark Warburton is maybe the one guy I feel sorry for to a certain extent because he's caught in the middle of it. Now, Barton's obviously had issues with him, which has brought us to this point, but he signed Joey Barton with, with good intentions. Now, you could argue that a lot of people predicted this could happen, but Joey Barton was a lot of people's tip. I think you, Randy, you tipped him to be player of the year in this no, country. No, I didn't tip him to be player of the year. Beg your pardon, all right. I thought you did in the paper. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people did, and I don't mean in a bad way. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to dig you up. I think a lot of people did predict. Who did you tip Randy? I think you uh, might have tipped Joey Barton. Doogie Arnott. Doogie Arnott. Stevie Kirk. Stevie Kirk or Doogie Arnott. Right, anyway, a lot of people did. Forgive me if you didn't, but a lot of people did, and, and understandably so, because this is a guy that came from a good level down in England. Mm. And it, but anyway, it's not worked out for him. Rangers need to resolve this quickly. Otherwise, it, the circus is only yeah. going to roll on into next year. The reason he's back, Gareth, obviously Rangers had to go through the HR protocol. Yeah. That's clear. I mean, I think most Rangers fans would have liked him back at Murray Park, not necessarily training with the first team, but back in some capacity, because all I've had is tweets of Joey Barton on the golf course, tweets of Joey Barton up a mountain with his dog. Yeah. You know, he's claiming all this money and wages each week and doing nothing for it. They've obviously had to go through the process. That's why he's back today. Do you agree with Robert? Do you see him going in January? If yeah. I think he's going to go in January and, and when you look at it, I suppose he doesn't want to be there, they don't want him there. Mm. You know, he's taken all reference to Rangers off his Twitter page, you know, I saw him speaking at the Cheltenham <laughs> Literature Festival the other week and, yeah, how was you that? know, uh, that was, uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting. He didn't want to, he didn't mention Rangers, if he didn't know he played for Rangers, he wouldn't know he played for Rangers. So, you know, I know it's very easy to say when they just cut a deal and just mm. be, be done with it now. It's doing neither party any good um, with this kind of circus carrying on for another another couple of months. Is that festival, is that on every week or is it just once a year? I think you'd have, have it every week if you, you could get rid of it every week. Performance in yeah, yeah. Exactly. Could be some odds. What are they please for Ross County Rangers on Sunday? Yeah, Rangers. Listen, I tipped up to Martin. I never tipped to Martin last week, but I thought to Martin were a cracking price. Mm. Heading the Ibrox and Rangers, obviously. Played well, good result, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I think Ross County are a decent price yeah. here as well. Forty-one Ross County, three to one the draw. Rangers, thirteen to twenty. I think I mean last week Ross County played Celtic up, mm-hmm. up in Daniel and I actually thought Ross County yeah. were, were really really impressive. I know they're third bottom or second bottom just now, mm-hmm. but I think forty-one is a big big mm-hmm. price. 
Could we have, just before we get into to the detail, obviously Partick Thistle tomorrow evening against Aberdeen. What, what are the odds in that game? Probably no surprise. Aberdeen, you know, they're two games lost in a row here. 10 to 11 Aberdeen, 15 to 2 the draw. Thistle 10 to 3, but Thistle on a bit of a decent run at yeah. the minute. So, yeah, th- just over 3 to 1 your money, Partick Thistle. Any other good bets jump out at you for Saturday? Obviously, Celtic Inverness, Dundee, Motherwell, Hearts, and Johnson, Kamala pro- Hamilton. Yeah, I think probably the most interesting one that, I, that I'm looking at is I spoke earlier about Celtic being 12 to 1 at home to Barcelona Inverness are the biggest price I've ever seen in a, in a UK Cuban just now mm-hmm. out with kind of cup games Inverness 14 to 1 <laughs> at Celtic Park 61 the draw Celtic 61 on but I looked at 14 to 1 this morning I thought that, that is well, massive yeah yeah, going you know Inverness had been going really well uh, under Richie Foran obviously lost to Rangers but Richie Foran had won manager of the month for September and December the Soro but you Fancying a couple of quid and fourteen to one? No, I don't think I do. I think Celtic will. Um, I think Celtic will win. I think that Celtic domestically these days, Andy, are are wiping the floor. They've been made to work. They're rushed down to game. You're right. A shadow squad and Celtic uh, were under pressure for uh, times in that game. But they end up winning what four 0 mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're 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 brushing teams aside domestically at the minute, uh, and it looks very ominous for the rest if you've been honest so I don't see anything can, other than a home victory can you see I mean, there's obviously there's been talk about it already can you see Celtic all season yeah you know this, this invincible tag that Arsenal had in what, 03 was it I mean can you see that they're obviously drawn against Inverness other than that it's been victories all the way can you see that coming to pass listen when you look at each game on a game to game basis if I was to sit here every Thursday and talk about the Celtic game you'd almost certainly predict a Celtic victory wouldn't you mm-hmm. you're very the old firm games are obviously going to be difficult for various reasons, especially when they go to, to Ibox, it's a, a different game, but on a game-to-game basis you would almost certainly predict a Celtic victory, but whether they can do that over the course of the season, there will almost certainly be one blip, or two blips, or a handful of blips, because that's just the nature of it, but I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that right now Celtic are far and away the best team in the division. I think as well you've got to remember they're doing this as well as playing in Europe, Yeah. and when Europe comes to an end probably at Christmas time or just before Christmas time you know their, their, their full focus will then be on the league I mean we've seen it before they've, they've dropped points in the past when mm. they've been coming back from European games you know they, they haven't been doing that this time as much and you, you, you can just see them steamrolling mm. teams you know w- w- when, mm. when Europe finishes yeah. but there you go as a point Andy Rangers, uh, Celtic last week go to Dingwall for Ross County game traditionally a difficult game a midweek game as well Traditionally, a, an awkward game for them, albeit it was 1-0 for a long period in the game. They end up winning 4-0 mm. with a team, you know, fringe players mm. coming in and, and doing a job for them. So, yeah, as I say, I think Celtic right now are far and away the best mm. team in the league. And it's obviously increases the pressure on the likes of Aberdeen, the likes of Hearts, the likes of Rangers to, to, you know, to try and continue to push them. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. <laughs> Aberdeen up first, of course, tomorrow night. Losing, you know, after after winning the semi-final to get through to, to the League Cup final, lost to Hamilton Ackies and obviously again lost to Celtic at Petodre. Partick Thistle, you know, picked up. Yeah, they got a good result last week against St Johnston. Yeah, I think a late yeah, goal. Yeah, I actually had them in my coupon last week. But well, you said you weren't a big fan. I didn't. I didn't say it. I just. I was so, so it was you. I've the odd coupon. It didn't even come up incidentally. Other teams <laughs> let me down. Does that mean listen to this? What was your question, Andy? I, I was just saying it's obviously Aberdeen. The, the pressure is on them to get a victory 
at Fir Hill on Friday night to try and keep some sort of pressure on Celtic. Yeah. And will Aberdeen do so tomorrow yeah. night? The other ties on Saturday leaping out, obviously, I, I, we have to touch in Motherwell. We have to touch in Motherwell after last week's. You still pretend to be a Motherwell fan, aren't you? Sensational victory at home against Ross County, dismantled Ross County, against a Dundee team, Gareth, who also got a, 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 a much needed win. I don't think Dundee are out of the woods quite yet. I think they're still missing the goals that ran through that team last season. You can't just take two players away who not just scored the goals but also provided a lot of assists for each other, for each other last mm. season. You can't just take them out of a, a squad and expect them to, to keep getting the goals. Goals are going to be a real problem for them for the rest of the season. I think it's going to be a long, long, hard season for Dundee right now. And I, I look at that as well. You know, Kamarnock and Hamilton, another huge game for, for two teams that you know are good one week and then you know they're just lacking that consistency yeah I mean Kilmarnock had, had, had done okay coming into that Rangers game last week I think they'd have gone into that game at Ibrox hoping and thinking they might be able to, to take something from it especially after the way uh, Rangers have played against uh, St Johnston prior to that but Lee Clark I think he's, he's I mean you, you don't bring that number of players in to a club the number he brought in there in the summer and expect them to uh, to gel straight away mm-hmm. so I think it was always going to take time there uh, they're relying a lot on, on Kule Bali's goals. Whose uh, goals? You heard. He's going to be a big player for them. He's going to get them a lot of points that they might not otherwise get. In terms of Hamilton, they had, they had the good result against Aberdeen last week yeah. as well. But consistency is a, a big problem for these uh, for these teams. And lastly, Robert, the, the, the final game to touch on in, 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 on Saturday's uh, round of fixtures. So Hearts, Hearts, Hearts against St Johnson. I thought you were going somewhere else. With no, no, I'm going to ask you about Hearts against St Johnson. Hearts against St Johnson. Yeah, well, St Johnson need to bounce back from that defeat yeah. to Partick Thistle last week uh, a late one for them I think by all accounts they didn't play particularly well I watched St Johnson against Rangers a couple of days earlier midweek mid- yeah I was, I was actually very impressed with them mm-hmm. for spells in that game but yeah I think it would be unusual to go down the years for unusual for a Tommy Wright St Johnson team mm-hmm. to lose back to back games so I would expect them to make it a tough game and will Rangers build on their impressive performance and victory over Kilmarnock last Saturday yeah well, I know, you, I know you were very impressed with them so yeah I think I uh, would not be surprised by that at all I think Rangers aren't as uh, bad as some people make out in a minute they've uh, cre- uh, crept their way up to second place and yeah so it, it wouldn't again surprise me if they, if they were to maintain that form Gareth can you see a Rangers victory in Dingwall on Sunday yeah I think I can I don't think Ross County will make it easy for them I mean we're talking about Rangers being in second spot right now but you can't forget that they're still nine points behind I think there's a long long way to make up especially mm-hmm. when Celtic keep producing the results but yeah on, on that game in particular I can see see Rangers winning that that's the SPFL wrap up in the championship this weekend it's Air United against Hibernian Perferman against Wraith Falkirk against Morton Queen of the South against Dundee United and St Mirren against Dumbarton now the one fixture Gareth that jumps out at me Here we immediately go. is <laughs> Falkirk Morton why would that be? Well, Morton, and in particular Jim Duffy, I, I'm so impressed with him uh, against Aberdeen in the League Cup semi-final. Really unfortunate, I felt. I thought they played very good football, organised, disciplined, and of course, they got a sensational victory in midweek. Yeah. 3-1 Who against um, against uh, St Mirren. St Mirren, right, right, right. right. Well, could I have some odds, please? Falkirk against Morton, have you anything for us? Yeah, well, decent price in Morton, actually, you can continue that run. 11-4 to 4 you're getting for Morton, obviously a difficult journey down to Falkirk. Falkirk 8-11, the draw 13-5, to 5, but I think you're right, I think probably the bigger price there looks a bit of value at 11-4. And Robert, Jim Duffy's one of your closest friends in this game, has been up for a long, long time. You must be impressed with the job he is long doing at Greenock, Morton. Absolutely, I've, been, I've said it before, I think on this podcast, Jim Duffy, for me, one of the most underrated uh, managers in Scotland, tremendous coach and manager. Yeah, he's done a tremendous job there. I think I was obviously in Germany on Tuesday night. 
for the Celtic match, but I'm told the victory over Samaritan was three breakaways. A couple of might be offside as well, right. so they were clearly very lucky in that game. But hey, well done to Duff. In all seriousness, we'll just wrap up this podcast. As a St Mirren supporter, Robert, are you concerned at the minute with, with events at Paisley? Well, I'll, I'll have to say I'm not overly impressed, but there's absolutely no doubt for me that Jack Ross is a good appointment for St Mirren. He needs time to get his ideas across, and given that time, I don't think there's any doubt that St Mirren will climb the league. There's talk of people. I think Gareth might have mentioned the relegation playoffs or something for St Mirren. Absolute nonsense. But then, that, can you, uh, that can pre- you just put that, 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 uh, much, that accusation that, down in uh, that, writing for that, me? That, that uh, pretty much you, sums up Gareth's uh, opinion in here that we don't really listen mm. to it too much. Mm. Um, anyway, well, it's, it's I, think a, I think Andy, to a serious point, I think St Mirren will climb up the league and uh, they should be fine this season. We, we mentioned the Literature Festival earlier. I don't think I read as much fiction down there as I've heard you spout today, actually. Goodness me, gentlemen, on, a, on that bombshell, I think we'll wrap it up. My thanks to Willie Black from Willie Hills, Robert Greve, the Chief Football Writer, and of course, Gareth Law. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Bye-bye.